Hi, this is Ann Robertson, the Executive Director of the Massachusetts Bible Society, and woohoo! Today is Groundhog Day, or as I like to call it, the Feast of St. Chuck. So I have saved a Spirit Walkers podcast for just this very day, and have uh, the lesson of the groundhog as my topic. Uh, the scripture passage I chose to use with my groundhog comes from the Joseph stories in Genesis chapter 41, verses 53 and 54. The seven years of plenty that prevailed in the land of Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began to come, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in every country, but throughout the land of Egypt there was bread. As many of you know, I'm a fan of all creatures, but have a special place in my heart for the lowly woodchuck. Uh, you can read about my most famous defense of woodchucks on my annrobertson.com site. If you type in annrobertson.com slash woodchucks.html, that will lead you to it. But more generally and more seriously, I've always believed that God's first revelation came in the created order and that everything in creation has something to teach us, which begs the question, what does God hope that we learn from the groundhog? The life of a groundhog is relatively straightforward. Eat all you can, get as fat as you can, sleep for several months together, wake up, predict the weather, repeat. There are times when that seems like a rather ideal life to me. But the gluttony of the groundhog that gets so many of you gardeners upset is not like the gluttony of people. There's a purpose for the groundhog getting so fat. The groundhog hibernates for the winter. If a groundhog does not get fat enough, there is no spring awakening. During hibernation, a groundhog's body temperature drops to 37 degrees Fahrenheit or 3 degrees Celsius, and its heartbeat drops from 80 beats per minute, normally, to 4 to 5. As it sleeps from roughly October to March, there's no nighttime raiding of the fridge. The groundhog lives off the fat accumulated in the spring, summer, and fall, often even after waking back up since the ground is often still snowy in March, with little to eat even then. In short, the groundhog knows to store up during the times of plenty for the lean times ahead. It knows that some winters are longer than others and prepares for the worst, while popping back up in March hoping for the best. It was that wisdom that allowed the Hebrew patriarch Joseph to move from being a prisoner in Pharaoh's dungeon to being second in command in all of Egypt. Pharaoh had a dream. And Joseph, while still in prison, gave the correct interpretation, which was that the land would have seven years of plenty, and during those seven years of plenty, Pharaoh should store up all the extra grain, because seven years of famine was coming on its heels. Well, Pharaoh listened and did just that, and when the hard times came, Egypt was the only place with food. The descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had to leave the land of Canaan and go to Egypt in order to survive. They ended up staying over 400 years. It struck me how similar the plenty lean cycle was to our current situation, and yet how dissimilar was our preparation. When times were good, we did not look ahead and store for the lean years. 
we were gluttons. But for gluttony's sake, consuming anything and everything, whether we truly needed it or not. We neglected to remember God's lesson in creation, that winter follows the harvest. While the groundhog dug his burrow deeper and prepared for hard times, we lived as if the abundance of summer would last forever. And it didn't. The groundhog teaches us that hard times are a part of life. Some may be harder than others. Sometimes we may, we may make them harder than they should have been, as is the case with this recession. But we can survive them if we remember that those hard times will come and prepare for them. God sent that message through Joseph to Pharaoh, allowing Egypt to prosper even in a time of famine. God sends that message to all of us who see a groundhog. Maybe we should put down our guns and our traps and listen. Will you pray with me? God of all creatures, help us to see and learn the lessons you have placed around us. Amen. Thanks for subscribing to Spirit Walkers. I hope that each and every one of you has a happy and blessed Feast of St. Chuck. Thanks for listening to Spirit Walkers. I hope you have a wonderful and blessed new year and look forward to a better year myself and being with you more frequently than I have in the past. Be sure to check out the Mass Bible Society website. If you appreciate this podcast and feel like you'd like to make an end-of-the-year contribution to massbible.org, you can do so right online, massbible.org slash donate. We would love to have your support or your membership. Uh, also check out the DVD that we just produced, massbible.org slash DVD, with DVD in capital letters. You can see a trailer and see what we've done. We've engaged a grant writer to move forward and produce some more of them. So uh, thank you for being with me this past year, and look forward to a wonderful 2010.